Hey guys, on this podcast, I've mentioned two restaurants um, a lot. So Leaning Tower Pizza has been brought up a lot and talked about on this podcast, and they are donating a gift card for this month of April 1st. I will be giving away a gift card and the Birdhouse in Robbinsdale. They are also going to donate some gift cards and swag And April 1st of 2022, I will be doing a raffle drawing. In order to become a part of the raffle drawing, you have to be a member. So go ahead and check out my Patreon account and donate some money to me so I can continue sharing stories with you and get a chance to win gift cards to restaurants and also... We have a lot of stuff from guests that are donating, some music and some t-shirts and some swag and some gift cards to their business. Thank you guys for listening and supporting. Hey guys, I'm Chasma and I am here with Excelsior Podcast with Miss Britt Lee and she invited me to just do a little sharing of my story and I want to just get started. Thanks. Is that like a sexy voice? Is that, <laughs> hello. 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 I have my friend, I have my friend, she's like such a character ever. I've known her forever. Does she get into character? Yeah, she she always, like, she's, like, the type of girl that's, like, hello, hi. (laughs) Oh, hi. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, bye. But then when you hang up, she's, like, what are you doing? (laughs) It just changes. I know. I have so many characters, and I play around with my Mm -hmm. friends all the time. Isn't it fun, though? Yeah, we went to Mexico, and I was inventing Anna. Ooh. And I made sure that everybody knew who I was. (sighs) I love and that. And then one of the girls just watched it. She tagged me in Facebook. She's like, you said it was great, and it's so good. I said, I told you. I was inventing Anna the whole weekend. I love that. And, and tell me about Anna. Anna is, um, I think she's Russian or German, mm-hmm. Caucasian lady who stiffed the system. Oh, like the like the Netflix show. Yes. Like she has a series. That's yeah. who it is. Oh, my God. And so a lot of them had never seen her before. Oh. And so I wear these really bougie, big, gaudy glasses. Does It does not depict who I am, but <laughs> I just wear them because I love shades. I love different yeah. types of glasses. So um, I had these Louis on, and she's like, you have on Louis glasses, and you're so, like, low-budget and very conservative. And I'm like, well, I'm inventing Anna because we're in Mexico. So she had Cute. to go look it up I love and that. watch it. So I do. I We fun. play a lot of characters and have a lot of fun. We dress up as uh, old ladies and should see some of our parties. I want to come. You need to come. I love that. I love dressing up and playing characters. Like, why not? That's, isn't that what life should be about? Just playing characters? You need to come. Yeah. So that you can see how fun this is. It's, what it is, is it gives us, uh, gives us something fun to do, really. Um, But I just got to show you the pictures so you can, so this was our old lady day. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay, so... You guys have these big old booties. So this was our old lady day. So cute. This was our old lady day. This is like really good. Yeah. Those are some really good. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so we only went to Northeast bars. That's me. We only went to Northeast bars only 
because that was a part of our role. We didn't want to go anywhere where somebody would get us out of character. Yeah. I really was a real granny. Like I, you liter- look like it. Like- I really was like a real granny girl. Like I literally. I literally walked and talked. Oh my god! And called everybody young whippersnappers. I got a character. <laughs> you got a character. Like that is so cool. I promise. I got I a character. I love that. I love getting it. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go out with you and invite you guys, me next time. You have to go out with us. Uh, so that was one of them. And then we did this one where we did a twenties look. Oh, that is so cool. Ooh. And so the guy's dressed up. He's <gasps> one of our queer friends, but it doesn't matter to us. And so, yeah, we uh, we dressed up very, very... Is that a wedding? No, it was oh, just one of our nights out where we were theming it. Oh, my gosh. So we do a lot of themed, fun stuff oh, as friends. That. We go into caves because one of our friends is... I don't want to call her weird, but she's weird. <laughs> she likes caves. Um, we do all white where we do flower ceremonies and oh we present gosh. flowers to each other. I just have a really, really good friend circle, and and I've only had them for like the last three years, but um, this stuff that we do is just, it's just amazing, and we just have a blast with life and with our kids, and um, and so this was my, I have an annual Christmas party for women only, and the theme this year was uh, flannel and frost, and so uh, this is, everybody had to wear flannel. Cute. I give everything I give to the kid. None of it is, uh, I charge. It's all for free. But women come and we get one, you bring one gift. That's all you have to bring as a gift um, to share with another young, another woman of $25. And so when we dress up and we have booze and we, oh. that's, I, my, I, I involve my 13 year old so that's that she her? can, yeah, that's She's her. She's beautiful. So oh that she can get, uh, acquainted with things and, uh, yeah, so I'm all about community. I'm all about life and 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 having a good time and yeah. enjoying your downtime. I was trying to see another themed thing that we've done. We do all kinds of themed things. I have that annual Christmas party every year, though. You'll be on the list. Oh, Yay. we do M and M's. That was Halloween. We do all kinds of stuff. Fun. We have a good time doing it. I love that so much. I, it makes life like fun just doing yes. stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually gonna was just talking to Nick, the manager here, about doing a party here for my podcast guest yes. in April. So you'll be invited, but it's like a midnight to four a.m. thing okay. where it's like just chill though. I it's don't not care. like crazy. So yeah, I'm coming. Because I'm like, because that my idea was like, okay, it's in a month, and I feel like a lot of people have stuff to do on Saturday mm-hmm. night. But then when you're done, come see me. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're done with your parties, it'll be, like, a fun little, like... And it's not crazy. It's going to... Drinks, food, and music. That's it. Yes. Live music, drinks, and it. food. And just meet other awesome people. I love it. So, yeah. Anyways. Hi. Hi. I'm here with this amazing badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Shazma. Chaz. Shazma. Why do I keep saying... So it's Chasma. It's beautiful Chasma. I gotta mm-hmm. keep saying that because it's the first time I've heard that name. That's and good. we just met yesterday. We did. So, um, and I loved your story, and Thank I was you. so excited to get you in. So Thank we you. made it happen. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about yourself. Introduce yourself. Kind of say what you do. And okay. Um, my name is Chasma Dixon. Um, I am. Uh, I could say a jack of all trades kind of girl. I uh, have a 
a nonprofit business. I have a for-profit chemical uh, a substance abuse company. I also do a lot of back offices for some of for some of the uh, community groups out here. Salem Inc., 21 Days of Peace. Um, I do pretty much all of the back office for them, um, making sure that um, books are good, paperwork's good, website stuff. Kind of a one-woman band out here. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. I love that. Yes. You, like, you're so inspirational, everything that you Thank do, you. really. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, now, tell me, because, oh my gosh, you have two kids, which I still can't believe that. Yes. Like, you have two amazing daughters that... Yep. And you are single, and yes. you're doing, you're killing it life. Yes. So I do. I have two beautiful daughters. I have a 26-year-old. I had my first kid when I was 15. Um, she is amazing. She's married. She lives in Dubai. Um, she She's a teacher. She's just a beautiful, beautiful being. Um, and then I have a 13-year-old. Her name is Cherish, and she is just as amazing as my oldest. Um, she's a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more sporty. Um, but just amazing, amazing, beautiful young women. Um, that's what gets me into community work with youth and, and young people is because I have had um, incredible um, journeys with my two daughters. And um, each one, every time I reinvent myself and, and learn how to um, how to be like a cool mom, I should yeah. say. How to like, I'm the cool mom. I'm, I'm the cool like mom. I'm not <laughs> nothing like those other chicks. I'm cool. Yeah. So um, learning to uh, do what they like and understanding their language and how they talk. I sometimes use the word bro. <laughs> and then just because she's always calling me her bro and I'm a girl. Yeah. But um, just to get the lingo together and yeah. just to be hip a little bit, you know. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so how did you get into everything that you're doing? Like. Um, I have a long story. I can start <laughs> off by saying um, I, I've always been in church since I was young. Yeah. Um, community work kind of goes with church and, and community things. Um, when you go to a church like mine, I go to New Salem Missionary Baptist Church. Let me shout them out in this one as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so at my church, um, we have lots of different facets. We have different ministries. We have outreach ministry. We have a nursing home. We have choir. We wow. have treasury department. We have so many different things um, happening at our church. And then we also have youth. Um, I find myself right there with the youth. I don't know why they love me. They love me to death. Because you have a youthful personality. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, and then I'm always trying to find ways to keep children entertained. Yeah. So in the summers, I do uh, outside, um, we do uh, movie nights okay. for free, um, drive-in during COVID, so the kids can come and they can get a free movie, free snacks, hang out, and sit in the parking lot with their chairs or their blankets and watch one of the newest movies. I pull my Netflix out, we get a Cute. projector screen, and we sit there and we chill, and that's what we do in the summers. It gives our kids something to do on Friday nights. Fun. Our parking lot at our church is huge, so we can get a lot it of kids really crammed big. in there, you know. But a lot of my work, a lot of the stuff that I do really stems from, from church. Um, and just having that church upbringing and understanding how important community is. Mm -hmm. It is really important. Yes. And um, you do, so you, 
you were telling me yesterday that you're going over to some encampments. Yes. Is that right? Tell me about that. So a part of 21 Days of Peace, like I mentioned earlier, 21 Days of Peace is an out, outreach resource violence prevention team and one of the things that we do is we go to the hot spots is what they call them the hot spots in the areas of the community where we have people that have no resources nothing to do they just hang out they bring their children and so what we do as a team is we go in and we assess it first we build trust we get the community to know that we're not the police we're not here to cause any problems or to disrupt your life, but we're here to try to see if you need some help resources-wise, housing, food. Um, There's a reason why these people are hanging out. Um, I wouldn't just hang out, and I don't think anyone else would. It's it's rigid conditions out there. It's cold. It's Minnesota. It's Minnesota. So for me, for those people to want to be out there or, or be out there, our answer is to try and help and help our community. And so, um, and we want to be the help, right? As African Americans, we don't want someone just to come social. We're not social services either. I want to say that as well. Yeah. We're not somewhere trying to give people welfare or food stamps or, or those, those resource things like that. We're somewhere really trying to build the community, like my shirt says, yeah. breaking those poverty barriers, learning and understanding and meeting people where they are. It may be childcare. It may be they don't have a car or a bus pass. Yeah. Um, there's so many underlying things going on with people right now, and I think there's no cookie-cutter way to help one person. You kind of got to do it one family at a time, and that's another model that we use um, with 21 Days of Peace. And so we just go into these different areas. We, we have dealt with encampments. Um, right now we're in the downtown Minneapolis area where they're every day, 3 to 9 p.m., and so um, to see these youth and young adults and kids congregate the way that they do down there, almost like it's a hangout and it's yeah. downtown Minneapolis, is so um, disheartening. And then now that the children are out of school because mm-hmm. of the Minneapolis strike, it is even more disheartening for me just because I love the youth. Yeah. So I go right to the babies and hug yeah. them and pick them up and... And ask them if they've eaten. Several of them tell me that they haven't. And then I get in auntie mode and I go into Target and get a sandwich or a Lunchable or something for them to eat. Um, and so, yes, that is, that's how our work gets started. Yeah. And the kids part, that is, I think that's the hardest thing. Because they, they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And um, have you seen, like, with the state of the the city and with the teachers on strike have you seen more children in these places yes yeah yes it is all day right now if you go it's 11 they'll be there with their babies right now their school-aged children um the shelters are you you can't be in the shelters from 8 a.m to 8 p.m you cannot come back until 8 p.m at night they have nowhere to go they live at a shelter so where where are they going to take their children if there's no school? How do they feed them? How do yeah. they have resources? They don't. Um, they take them to where they hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's scary. It's not a safe space for our youth. Yeah. Our youth should not be there. Yeah. Um, I wish I had all the money in the world to try to just create this synergy yeah. that could help people and give them a place 
they used to could hang out at the library. They can't anymore. Yeah. They do not allow them to do that. So they have nowhere to go. And now if the youth have no school, a lot of the times that's the only meal that our, our young youth are getting is that food from Minneapolis public schools or whatever public school they go to. Yeah. Um, and so now with no school, they're not even getting a meal at all so that's disheartening so then you know my community brain I get to working on how can we fix this how can we solve this and it's typically bigger than me of course um but I take it on one day at a time so right now we're through 21 days of peace we are we have um 25 sandwiches a day that we give out which is nothing right um but it's it's something for the ones that that need it and so we're trying to focus on those youth those people that we see every day yeah and um yeah and i heard you and eddie talking about maybe getting some food out there from the yes. church yes um, so have you guys done that we haven't yet but we are gonna do um we're gonna do like a, a hot soup and sandwich day um again i haven't said this yet but resources are are very very scarce right now yeah um I write, I write a lot of grants. That's another thing that I do. Like I said, I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> I, um, but uh, sometimes we don't, we don't get them. We don't, I don't know why we don't get them. We get yeah. denied them. Okay. And I, I've noticed that in this industry that the people that do the most work typically are the ones that aren't getting the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking for resources and finding things uh, that can support the work that we do yeah. is my number one focus as well also being engaged in, in the outreach part too mm-hmm. but also that back office part does include looking for resources finding those resources that are out there yeah. to try and support these types of programs um, yeah that is so cool yeah you guys do that yeah it really is um what like what is the steps that you take with these people when you go in there like do you like do people come to you ever that are like i want help yes i need help what do you do then so we start off like i said by first just building trust letting people know we're not the police i'm not going to call child protection on anybody ever i'm not a mandated reporter i don't need to go and ruin someone's life by ripping their kids when they're absolutely trying yeah um it could be a mom that could leave their kid at home but instead they chose to bring their kid with them even though it's not the best safest environment but i totally understand i'm I'm a single mom i've been there before work Mm -hmm. or kids especially if there's no daycare um there's some serious serious issues happening in minneapolis that are being ignored um and that are not being taken care of and i don't think it's an organizational issue Mm -hmm. i totally think it is a city issue and a mayor issue and a governor's issue Mm -hmm. and they need to sit down and have some Mm -hmm. real talks about this stuff and really talk about different phases so um, the question that you asked us, so what do we do? I go, we go in there first and, and build trust. Mm-hmm. You can't just come to somebody's familiar place yeah. and, you know, and they're going to trust you. So we start off by, of course, a cookie and a hot cocoa works yeah. wonders to introduce <laughs> yourself to someone. Um, and so we start off with just gentle gestures like that. After about a week or two of being there, then that's when you ask the, the tough, difficult questions. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. How can I help? Um, And when you do the why are you here, it's, oh, I don't have a job. Okay, I have some job resources. Um, How can I help? 
I don't have a car, I don't have transportation to get to that interview, could you give us a bus pass? That's when we start building those relationships at that point and um, moving forward to some of those uh, some of those poverty barriers that people are having that no one is paying attention to. I can give them a job, but if they don't have childcare, they don't have housing, if they don't have transportation, that job is really doing them no good because right. they're not gonna go. They have to worry about who's gonna keep my kid and how am I gonna get there. So we do have, I do take some steps back and go, okay, let's let's deal with transportation. Let's deal with childcare. Mm-hmm. There's some layers to this yeah. that has to be developed. And so that's our first step is trust and then Um, assessing one family at a time what resources um, that particular family needs and they're all different nobody's a cookie cutter thing and I'm going to keep saying that word because I think in this world people think my problem is the same as yours and mine isn't and yours is not and (laughs) you maybe have a car but don't have a job or you may have stable housing but don't have an income you know so it's everybody's different everybody's story is different and it's a case-by-case basis um and so right now that is definitely what we're doing um downtown is is a beast of its own yeah and um to see it the way that it is is disheartening i love minneapolis i've lived here for 20 years um i just did not know i've I've been into zones because 21 days of peace is definitely it's a church-based initiative Mm -hmm. and what it does is it goes into those hot areas not just downtown we've been on 12th and knox we've been on laurie and lindale we've cleaned those completely cleaned those areas up um from drugs from drug selling um from just loitering and standing there we have the police reports showing that we went there and we changed that that area um and so being in downtown i see that it's a different beast it is um, it's everything all in one. Yeah. You have youth, you have adults, you have drug use, you have drinking right on the streets, you have loitering. Mm-hmm. Then you have the babies, right? Those school-age kids that aren't going to school right now. So it is a complex compound problem right now. Yeah. And so um, we are ripping the layers yeah. off as we go. Um, just feeding a sandwich every day is nothing to somebody, but... It's something to someone that's getting no food until right. 8 p.m. back at their shelter. Right, and that's amazing that you're doing that. Yes. It really is. Thank you. Yeah, um, and you're so patient. It's And you just seem like, you know, a lot, I've seen a lot of people kind of say like, ah, oh, just figure it out, get your shit together. Like they need to no. just like become part of society, figure it out. but. You get it. You're patient with them. You yeah. take the time. You put in the time and the work, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've also been in the system before, right? I have a story of incarceration, and I just remember just hoping and praying that somebody would give me a chance or give me their time or their energy. Um, I went through those processes yeah. kind of alone, but then I realized that that's what makes me be the person that I am. If you, everybody fucks up. Yeah. Sorry, pardon my language. <laughs> we all okay. do, right? Yeah. But um, if you're trying and you take that step to make a second second chance, mm-hmm. if somebody just helps you, you can get so much further. Yeah. With just a little bit of help and a little bit of patience. Yeah. Um, when I deal with substance abuse clients, I, 
I don't care how many times they relapse. I'm right. not that type of company where we're like, oh my God, they relapsed again. They're going to relapse. Mm-hmm. I expect you to relapse. But it's yeah. what you do when you relapse to rebuild yourself that I'm, I'm, I'm going for the win then. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that part of it is, is, is expected. And I think people forget that um, we live in a world where trials and errors come every day. Yeah. Every day you can mess up. Every day you yeah. can do something that's not right. But it's how you bounce back from that. I'm a big believer in bounce back, being a person that's been incarcerated, Mm -hmm. being a person that understands that um, life still goes on. I still push. I push every day. I fight every day. I I encourage myself and my children to be positive people no matter what you have going on. Don't take your shit out on anybody else. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. Be patient. Be gentle. We were talking about that while we were doing the shoot, too, about how, you know... You can do really amazing things, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be hard. You still have to push through every day. You mm-hmm. can't just stop there. Mm-mm. You're never done. You're Mm-mm. never done pushing. You're never done. You know, so I always compare it to, like, people who are like, oh, poor me. My life is so hard. My life is so bad. It's like, you know what? Everybody's life is like that. Everybody's so you have, life. you have the option of attitude A or attitude B. Complain and make your life miserable or just, like, figure a way to enjoy it. Because, yes. you know, everyone's got it hard. So Everybody does. Yeah. And I think if, if we all sat back and looked at everybody instead of, like, looking in your little lens of maybe that person has a perfect world, nobody does. No, no. We all are going through something in some way. And with the economy being the way that it is and inflation and food going up and gas being Seems high and really everybody's crazy. rents going up from what I'm hearing. Oh, it's like... Come on, let's just give everybody a little bit of grace. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody right now is probably um taking time bombs stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, why yeah. it's so important to be nice to everybody, strangers at the gas station, yes. at, like the grocery store because like or that guy could have been nicer to you today. I know. I know. <laughs> just because like it's this is all we have and these little That's interactions right. are going to make such a difference. Yes. You know, so it's like what we can control mm-hmm. is that our interactions with people yeah. because the state of the world needs us to do that right now yes. especially so yes. yeah and a part of 21 days of peace we did a healing session um where we went to different um as they would call it hot spots i'm gonna just keep using that term um and so we were on lake and hiawatha we mm-hmm. were on 63rd and zane and we brought synergy we brought awesome. we brought stress balls and massage therapists and healers and song bowls wow. and yoga instructors and we brought food and we brought uh live music and what we wanted to create is a healing space like no other. Yeah. So in that space, what, what we did was we learned that some people have never experienced yoga. People don't know how to handle their stress. People don't know how to decompress. It's, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to do that. You know, people just turn to drugs and alcohol. That's why they turn to <laughs> drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Instead of maybe a stress ball, maybe the gym. I hate the gym, you guys, but I go every <laughs> damn day. Because um, it's my stress reliever. And when I stopped thinking about it as just me needing to go to the gym to get fit and thought about it as me needing to go to the gym to relieve my stress, Mm -hmm. I actually love it now. 
I used to try to wonder, why do people love this? It hurts so bad. It's just crazy. But now that I go to as a stress reliever, as a wusa, cut the phone off, get into my workout. It's come. I it's complete. I I love the gym. I run there daily. Like I gotta get in the gym. Y'all pissing me off. I had to get in the gym. <laughs> I love that so much. It is. It really it is. helps. Because then it you is. feel good. You just have those endorphins. Yes. And, like, you feel, like, healthy. And you're yes. like, ooh, my butt hurts because yes. I've been pushing. Yes. And then, yeah, totally. Yes. I agree. Yes. For, that is the best stress reliever. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. Um, do you, you – you said you run to the gym. Do you run? Like, literally no. run? Okay. Because I was excited. I was like, I drive. run, too. I drive. <laughs> that was like – that. she took it very little, you I guys. did. I was like – I was like, <laughs> And you run there, too, girl. I know. I was like, you bad I'm, ass. I'm really impressed. Like, I knew you were a badass, but dang it. You badass if you could run to the gym and do your gym workout. <laughs> dang I'm impressed. <laughs> no, I literally drive. Yeah. But um, I mean, just in my and I meant that like in a sense to where when you're when you're when you're dealing with all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Just imagine if and, and I'm not in that world. I, I do have day to day stress though. But if 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 you had to worry about getting your kids to daycare, transportation, how you were going to pay your bills exercise and health would be the last thing you would think about that's yeah it, it gets put on the back burner it always gets put yeah. on the back burner mm-hmm. then i would see these gym rats right these ladies and men that would you see them in the gym they're flexing they're eating good mm-hmm. how the hell do they have the time to do that yeah. and then i would go to the gym and i would be just pissed like this shit hurts i don't want to be here yeah what am i doing like why do i why did i why do i pay for a membership and then once i started flipping it and saying this is actually relieving my stress. Yeah. This is actually something that I need on those tough, difficult days to kind of break up that monotony of life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's almost you time. You it is. Yeah. I literally can cut my, I don't answer my phone when I'm there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I rock out with my tunes and yeah. I really, really enjoy the gym when yeah. I'm at the gym. Yeah, once you get it into yes. your own zone, it is. It's really nice. And so that when when we did that with Twenty One Days of Peace, when we brought the that type of energy out to hear people that never heard of yoga or a stress ball or yeah. just simple meditation. Yeah. In a busy day, I'm sure if people could be introduced to some other therapeutic ways because it's therapy people don't understand that part of it either but it's therapeutic Mm -hmm. to be able to relieve your stress and to get those things off of their off of their mental to shuffle some of those things um yoga practice probably saved my life um when I learned yoga and I learned how to meditate and I I understood the zen of it um I do yoga all the time now really and I yes do you do it before you go to bed or like when you wake up? Um, most of the time it's part of my morning meditation. Cool. So I listen to my little gospel church music and I kind of mm-hmm. rock out a little bit, kind of warm my body up, doing my little uh, crunches or, or uh, squats, and then I get into my yoga poses. Oh, very cool. And I have my music going and I get grounded and I sit there. Sometimes I'm just holding it like literally surrendering myself to the pose and just holding it yeah. because maybe I had a bad day and my leg hurts or my arm hurts or whatever's hurting that day. Mm-hmm. I hone into that particular um, thing and I, I surrender myself to it and I sit there and I enjoy it and then I get going. I love that. 
and it grounds me. And then yeah. if I'm like at a place where that day freaking sucked, I'll do it two, three times a day. Really? Heck yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, you just, just center you, it centers you. Yeah. It's like my chakra is out of line. I'm ticked off and blood pressure is probably through the roof. Yeah. A little wow. yoga, you'd be surprised what it'll do for you. Really? I mean, literally. And it's just simply holding the poses is what I do to really, really get into it when I need to. And it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. That practice is something else we're going to talk about when yeah. we get one-on-one but i want to yoga and food i can talk all day Mm -hmm. about that i love food so much (laughs) and you love brussels sprouts (laughs) i'm new to brussels sprouts too i am an african-american girl that never had them (laughs) and then i had them and i'm like oh shit they're They're this good so good right they're so good and so you're a vegetarian i am a vegetarian And how Um, long have you been a vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian one year now. Um, I suffer from high blood pressure. Did. I'm going to make sure I keep it in the past tense. I was diagnosed at 35 with high blood pressure. um, And I kept asking my doctor, when was I going to get off of them? And she just told me, you're not. You're going to take a diuretic and high blood pressure for the rest of your life and Uh. blood pressure pills for the rest of your life. And I was just thinking, how? Could I do yeah. that? I'm not even 40. Yeah. My grandparents don't take this stuff and they're in their 80s and 90s. You know, what yeah. am I doing? I don't want to do this. Mm-mm. And so, um, of course, you know, the medical industry shouldn't give me any options. I went and researched my own healthy foods and being a vegetarian and or even a vegan having an alkaline diet is yeah. the cure to half of this crap that people have going on. Wow. And so That's I embraced amazing. it. Yeah. And you feel better. And You're, I feel better. How's your blood pressure? I don't have blood pressure anymore, you guys. Uh, I don't have no blood pressure. I check it every day. It's never high. Uh, Even on my bad days where I've been stressed out, it's never high. Oh, my god! Lost a little weight. Changed my diet. Yeah. I don't take the pills. Yeah. I don't have to take the pills. Good. And I... I do That's take amazing. a herbal blood pressure tea every day. Okay. That's what I, I start my day with that. Um, lots of herbs. Um, I you would not um, you can only imagine like how many superfoods there are out there, right? But beets beets mm. is a superfood that lowers blood pressure. Mm. Apple cider vinegar lowers b- blood pressure. There's so many things. So now I just incorporate those herbal natural things in, and I do yeah. have to work out. You know, I do have to put some effort in with actually going to the gym and working yeah. out. And, and and getting my heart rate up. That's the important thing about blood pressure is you're not elevating your heart rate to pump that blood like it needs to. Oh. So I um, that's another reason why I go to the gym as well. These are all new practices for me within the last year. And I love them. Very cool. I love them and they work. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You're very inspiring right now. I'm like... Get your learning. ass yeah. in a yoga class. Yes. Hot yes. Yoga. I do hot <gasps> yoga too. Where? I do it at a Lifetime Fitness. Ooh, okay. I do a Very lot of hot cool. yoga. I love it. I get all sweaty. But what uh, I'm trying to do is release those toxins. That's a yeah. part of my health journey right now. I wasn't used to understanding sweat and thought you weren't supposed to do that. And now that I understand it, that's the only way I'm going to release toxins. Yeah, and so, it's addicting, right? Yes, Sweating? Oh it my is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I sit in the sauna and I'm just like I. Oh, I love I the sauna. Do this every day. They have the sauna and the steam room at yeah. uh, at the gym that I go to, and in the steam room they have this 
really bomb smelling eucalyptus flowing Ooh. and so i sit in there and i just get all nasty and yeah. i don't even care no but it's it's about uh taking care of myself and giving myself that grace to uh to release some toxins and to and to just take care of me that's I my me that. time yeah i love that that's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. um do you want to talk a little bit about i'm, I'm switching gears yes um your incarceration yes okay i can talk about to. my incarceration of yeah. course of course i've released that fear of not talking about it i totally can speak on and, it and you i just have to say that um you are a very smart bright woman yes and the way you got incarcerated is actually pretty badass <laughs> like if you ask <laughs> I think so. It's she not, thinks me yeah. going to jail is dope, y'all. That's I mean, what she's maybe saying. not the jail part, but if you are to go to jail, it's it's the best way to go. So she's saying white collar crimes are better than some of this other shit out here. That's what she's saying. <laughs> so um, back in I don't know twenty two thousand seven two thousand eight, um, I was really really good at at taxes and really really good at preparing them. And so um, I took it upon myself to get a few tax companies. Didn't do any research on, you know, needing to be a CPA or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of tax businesses where I hired tax preparers and they came and did taxes. Um, The law that I broke was I was not a CPA. Had the smarts of, I just used tax software. We weren't in there like doing any major accounting. We were in there with the tax software that basically you which answer is, the questions. Which just also brings me to like, why did you have to, because this I'm is, black, no. Ugh. It is really stupid though, right? Like I'm black, were, no. Because <laughs> you weren't like, you know, it's, it's pennies compared to things that are really, it's kind of stupid. It is, it is. And um, I think at that point in time, they were trying to set examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people that weren't uh, CPAs. They, do you think it's a race thing at all? Like, honestly. I do. Okay. I that do. sucks, too. I do. Yeah. I was incarcerated with um, a lot of Caucasian ladies that had done a lot worse crimes than I did oh. and had a lot more money involved in their crimes. Um, I didn't defraud anybody. I didn't take anybody's identity. I didn't cash nobody's checks. All I was doing was helping my people understand that you need to file your taxes and you need to file them no matter what the hell is going on. File just, your fucking taxes. Just on top of it, <laughs> this you're was ten years ago. Taxes. You're helping people yes. pay taxes. taxes. I know. Can we just like? I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry this happened to you. This is like the most ridiculous thing. I know. It built my character though. Yeah. It made me push so much harder. Yeah, but I also just think you're a badass because you're like, I'm gonna start my own businesses, I'm gonna make this a thing, which is really cool, but it's also on their end. I don't think you should have gotten to jail for that. I know. I didn't think I was either. I thought I was gonna get like a slap on the wrist, a little probation, don't do it again. should have happened. That's what should have happened. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, our black and brown and and other races, we get the worst penalty. They give us the worst. If there's a spectrum of, you know, not going to jail and being on probation versus going to jail, we always get the going to jail option. Always. We never get the option of 
staying at home or doing probation or I could have done work release. I had a wonderful job really close to where we are right now at Service Master. I was human resources. My tax job was part-time. Oh my god! It wasn't even full-time for me. It what? was part-time. Yes, it was a part-time gig that I just was really good and understood it, the system of it, to where I, I used tax pro software so we weren't doing any handwriting of taxes it was all a software all a computerized system um i went to jail for being in the business of doing taxes and not <laughs> having I'm my sorry, cpa I have to laugh at that is that is the stupidest Girl, thing i, did I have tw- ever heard i want to say that i did two years but i've done 10 years of my life i got indicted in 2013 I am still now in 2022, still fighting to be able to pass a background track, to be able to have a normal life. This is ridiculous. I was smart enough to buy my home before I went to prison. I would not even have a place to stay right now if I wasn't a smart girl. Because if you're if you're a felon, you can't get an apartment. How the hell do they think we're supposed to live if we can't get an apartment? So if I did not take my brains and get a place before I went to prison and own a home... I would have nothing right now. But because I'm a fighter and I'm a survivor, I, I my mom thought it was the silliest thing I could ever do. She was like, don't buy a home on your way to prison. And I kept telling her, if I don't buy a home, me and your granddaughters so are going to be homeless Yeah. when I come home. I'm going to have to fight just for, you know, an apartment. Mm-hmm. Just imagine me. Right. That would be a struggle of mine if I did not buy my home. So... On my way to prison in 2013, when I got indicted, I badass went and bought a house. That Knowing a that I could get a renter or somebody in there yeah. who would... Oh, totally. Right? That's yeah. what I knew. You're a businesswoman. I could not play around with that. No. I could not come home and have two beautiful daughters and tell them we have no place to stay because mommy might have to put our apartment in somebody else's name because I'm a felon. Ugh. I overthought that. I'm not, and oh, because yeah. I'm an overthinker, I'm happy about that overthinking moment. I still praise God every damn day I wake up. I got house. Can't nobody put me out of it. As long as I pay my mortgage, I'm there. That's amazing. You know? That is so great. So it, the system is not set up for you to succeed when you have a background. It's just not. And that's what makes me try and help these people that are in the system. Yeah. This is why my passion is so deep for Second Chance. It, it yeah. just is. I am a product of it. I don't share this often, guys. So she tricked me but that's okay <laughs> I um I am not uh, a person that I, I do not agree with the systems probation officers are not our friends they don't care about us getting a job mm-hmm. when I was in prison they talked about all this uh re-entry mm-hmm. stuff that was out here I didn't find out one re-entry program you guys and I'm a researcher mm-hmm. I looked for the stuff there's nothing you go to prison you come home and you get sunk into this system of failure unless you dig your way out of it and thank god that i had set some barriers and i had a great support system with my mom and my dad taking care of my kids while i was gone and supporting my house while i was gone and working hard to get a renter who stayed there even after i got out when i was in the halfway house my renter was still there um just really 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 um i worked my ass off yeah and um, even now, just to keep it, um, 
just imagine I really can't work a real job you guys my background they still hold it against me it's been oh. almost 10 years um I still have that stigma on my back uh of being a felon i I tell people all the time, you can't use that against me anymore. I did my crime. I did my time. I did what I was supposed to do. And now I'm home and now I'm rebuilding my life. And so if you want to keep bringing up the fact that I went to prison, that's on you. Keep bringing it up. But I'm going to move forward and I'm going to get some money and I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of my kids. So. And I'm just sitting here with you and you're like the most delightful, intelligent woman. You would have never known, huh, girl? Right. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like. (laughs) To call you a felon? I know. And people do it. You are helping people. Girl, pay people their will people will throw you so f- they <laughs> people will throw some stuff at you in this life. I'm telling you. I, I I I have been there. I've had people tell me in a professional setting, I'm a business owner. Somebody that works with me professionally has told me, I Googled you. I know about you. You are you kidding me? I promise. I promise. I fight every day for my background. I fight every day, and I hate when people Google me, by the way. Let me just tell y'all that. I hate it because then it goes up in the ratings. So then not only do I, like, when every time someone Googles, it goes up. Then you're on the first page. Then... And it's not like it's a secret. I have a tax crime, you guys, a white-collar crime. That's what I had, and and I've, I've been paying for it ever since. And I do have people, I have professional people that tell me, I've went and interviewed for jobs and get the job and get fired because they told me somebody in the back office Googled me. Is that legal? Well, it probably isn't, but... I know, it's hard to get, like, you can't really do anything about I it. I can't do but, nothing. I've, yeah. I've lost really good also, jobs. you don't want to work for people who are like, no. we Googled you in the back I know. office, look it out. But Jen, just think, I do want to have a real job and take care of my kids, too. So it's like, how do you have a healthy balance of that? You know, that harmony is not there. It's just not. And so I I find myself having to wake up every day and get on the grind and figure my stuff out. Does I mean, do these people see that, like, does it, do they just see that you have a felony or does it actually say, like, what you did? No, they see it. It's so crazy. And that doesn't, like, register with them. No. Like, oh, this is... Just taxes. This is not right. This no. is... Th- like, this is not worth, like, not hiring someone over. No. You know? I have not had one company since I've been home. I had one. Let me, let me take that back. I had one African company, um, uh, Metro Social Services. Let me shout them out, too. They hired me, and they told me, we don't give a damn about your background. You come to work, you do your job, you do this. But they had a contract with Department of Human Services, and Department of Human Services said she can't work for you. So they had to fire me. After I worked there for several years, then they came back and said, hey, we can't have you working here. Several years? Yeah. Because someone Googled me. That was another Google moment where somebody Googled me and saw my background. I'm so sorry that you have and to deal with that. That's so it's, that's why I have to be a business owner. That's yeah. why I have to be the person that runs my business and owns my business and, and, and speaks for myself. Because if I work for somebody, somewhere, somehow, somebody's going to Google me or figure it out. And I typically now, um, the last few years, I go right in saying, mm-hmm. 
this is who I am. This is what happened. I am not a product of my past. I am a a reformed person. I do not do taxes. (laughs) Don't do anybody's taxes. Am I good at that shit? I'm good at it, but I do not do it. (laughs) Because of, look at the drama that it caused me and my girls. I was away from my girls for two years, then another year and halfway house. Um, Because even though I owned my home, I still couldn't go home when I came home from prison. I had to go to a halfway house and sit there and still figure out mortgage and life two with my kids. Years, two I years did away 24 from your months in prison. Federal prison. I hate I hate that. I know. I hate that. We get the harshest sentencing, <laughs> you guys. Sucks. We get so the sorry. worst of the worst. We get the worst POs. I did get a really good one when I came home. My one before was horrible. She'd come to my job and UA me. Now here oh. I am on federal probate um pre-trial. I'm working a job right around the corner from here. I'm that service master. And my fucking PO would come mid-break and piss test me. Girl, I'm at work. Let me work my job. You know, how embarrassing was that? But I get through it. I'd be strong. And okay, let me, I don't do drugs. So, okay, let's do this. You know, and then. Why? Why at your work? Well, why? because I felt like she probably wondered why I still had a job. You know, I know that's what she thought. And they loved me, you know. So she's probably like, what the hell? This girl on federal probation and still working yes i have to work i still got to take care of my kids what am i supposed to do just give up i'm never gonna give up by the way i'm never ever going to give up i'm gonna fight and work till i die it's just in my blood my parents still work and they're 60s and they're retired they still work it's in my blood i'm gonna work till i die yeah whether it be community work 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 i'm gonna work till i die yeah you're a fighter yeah i love it you yeah. close that door, I'm going to find another one to open up. It doesn't matter. That's awesome. So. You are, yeah, you're very inspirational. <laughs> and like I said, too, like what we were talking about before, no one really understands other mm-hmm. people's stories. And mm-hmm. um, we all have something unique, and it's always hard. And I'm sorry, you got a really bullshit Thing happened to you yeah and I'm sorry and that's amazing that you even out of all that you didn't crumble you didn't you were like you know what I'm gonna do what I have to do and you know this is bullshit as soon as it's been 10 years I am gonna tell it so good because yeah. it's really building my testimony you, could, you should write a book or do I something should. I mean this is a good start this I is a share good start this. yeah it I is love that. but um I I um I was nervous to talk about it in the beginning. My first five years, girl, I was afraid. I was afraid that people would judge. And people do judge. Mm -hmm. Um, People do. I I have had uh, play dates with my daughter and friends. uh, And the moms will pull me to the side and say, hey, I Googled you. Do you want to talk to me about this? And I would rather end my daughter's friendship with her daughter than discuss my past with you you are not my judgment person no only god can judge me i don't get judged till i get up there and i'm sure he's gonna say well done humble servant because i'm out here busting my butt every day in the community doing what i need to do work-wise keeping an income and a roof over my child's head and um my past does not define me but i have had play dates with my daughter where americans will tell me hey i googled you do you want to talk to me about that? Why would they want? Why would you want to talk to them about that? 
I don't know. It's weird. It happens. It's happened to me more than once, to be honest with you. Uh, it's so intrusive. Where and my disgusting. daughter would have a play date with someone's friend or, you know, a friend, and then uh, the mom would set aside time where we could talk. And I'd be like, then, of course, you know, me, sometimes I'm not always so bubbly. Sometimes I'm like, bitch, you offended me. Right. You know, that's offensive. Yeah. That you Googled me. Yeah. And then I realized that's the world that we live in. Everybody Googles everybody. So then I had to learn that this is what people do. Mm. People are going to Google you. Mm -hmm. But when they Google me, what does that mean, though? Like, Mm -hmm. so for me, I had to stop letting it be their weapon. And I go in saying it now to people. Hey, I'm not hiding this. Yes, I've been to prison. Did two years for preparing people's taxes and not having my CPA. That's what I went to prison for. Yeah. So it's like, Google me. I don't care. What what a draining thing, though, to have people constantly want to have a conversation about your past. How dra- That's got to be, like, emotionally draining. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like... Now it fuels me. I just want to make sure... Okay, so, yeah, and I'm just... It's like... And who are these people? Do you know what I mean? Like, They're these nobody. are not people that are, like, they don't want to know because they care about you. No. They don't want to know because, you know, or whatever. They're afraid of their they're afraid of their daughter hanging out with your daughter. It's, it's a play date, you guys. Yeah, it's not. What, it's a play date. What do you, what, what's going to happen? You're going to. It's a play. I'm going to do their taxes, damn well, it. No. Watch out. <laughs> she might make you pay in. <laughs> you might owe more now. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you should. It would be a great response to be like, I'm not here to audit you. <laughs> right? I'm like, keeping that, that one. I'm keeping that one. Like, just make it I'm light. Like, that don't one. worry, I'm not going to audit you. I'm not going to audit you. <laughs> so next time somebody tells me they're Google, be able to say, hey, check it out. I'm not going to audit yeah, you. Like, you're, you're good. Make it on that and be like, I know you didn't pay enough, <laughs> but don't worry, girl. Or guy. Just I like but, yeah. that. Yeah. I will start doing that. I'm telling you, I had a professional in the last six months tell yeah. me that he Googled me. Yeah. I Googled you. Like, I, I know who you are. I Googled you. Like, I Googled you, too. <laughs> I said that. I said, oh, I'm going to Google you now. Yeah, right? I don't really care, y'all. I really I don't know. Google nobody. I don't give a damn. I don't ever Google anybody either to the point where, like, I have friends who are like, you went on a date with that guy? You never looked his background up? And I was like, oh, that's a thing you do? That's the oh, thing okay. that people do, sweetie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so me and you are in the same world. Yeah. We're in this world. We're like, how much time do y'all fucking have? Right, yeah. Where y'all Googling people before Google y'all people. Yeah. let your kids go on a play date or before. Yeah. It is more common than you know. Oh, it's so weird. It's just us. Yeah. But like, I mean, we're not doing it. I know. What are we missing what are out we on? Miss- Who's this Google guy? <laughs> What we're missing out on is being an investigator, and I don't want to investigate anybody. I like I'm an I'm an energy person. Me too. I like to feel out what the me world too. is around me, even to the point where I don't even listen to the news that much. I don't watch the news. No. Or, ever since I was on the news, you guys, I don't watch the news. It drives my mom crazy. <laughs> She's like, "Girl, did you see the news today?" And I'm like, "Uh, since I was at the news, I don't watch the news." <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> It's just so emotional. It is. It's well, training. It's their story, too. Um, it's not yeah. always factual, is, no. is what we've learned um, within the last years with the Donald Trump crap and yeah. all of the stuff. It's not always factual. The news does. They told. Say that on the news, I was getting 10 years and all this crap. I got 24 months, y'all. It was a little. And to me, yeah, 24 months was a long time of my life. I had to be away from my kids and my mm-hmm. family and 
two Christmases and two birthdays. You just imagine missing yeah. that with, with your beautiful children. So, um, yeah. yeah. But for me, two years was nothing. I did that shit quick. Like, yeah. I'm back. What y'all, what I miss? You come in blazing. Like, <laughs> what I miss? Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. So oh. I came back with the fire. I came back with the knowing that I needed to boss up and be a, a entrepreneur then I came home knowing that being um, a business owner and and setting my own rules was important I also understood then that re-entry wasn't what they say it is um, re-entering and, and rehabilitation and incarceration nobody's rehabbing us when we go to prison you guys if they tell you that they're lying um there's no rehab there's no re-entry there's no body you know no case manager helping me navigate through life and you come home and you're stuck unless you have a plan and and you're a hard worker um, I see so many people get pushed back into the system. I know so many, as they call them, repeat offenders. They're really not repeat offenders. They just have never been taught or given the resources to do something different. So they're just doing what they're used to doing. Yeah. You yeah. know? That makes sense. So. And that sucks. So the system, there needs to be something changing in the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again is bigger than me. Yeah, but I definitely. Where do you even start? I mean, I feel like you're starting. Yeah. I mean, just the little things that you do um, mm-hmm. are a big help because you know there's there's only so much that individual people have the power to do, and mm-hmm. if you make the tiny changes, yep. it really has a big effect. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And just doing the work. The work is yeah. so important, and. Um, Lots of people are suffering, but just imagine if you, so you put all of that in a box and then just imagine if I had mental health issues or just regular health issues, or if I compound that with a substance abuse, (laughs) whoa, would that be crazy, right? So um, it keeps me grounded for real. And it it makes me walk in the room and tell people who I am right away. Mm -hmm. So then I don't care if you Google me, I told you who I was. Did you find anything else out that you needed to know? Did you get it all? Yeah. Like, what else? I just... I have a real... Like, I I have... In my personal life, I deal with a lot of just, like, random people being, like, picking on you for no reason. Like, who are you? Like, Or just the herd mindset. Like, well, somebody this and that. And then everybody has to be a certain way and because it's safer that way. And it's like, you know, break the barriers. Like, stop watching the news. Use your own brain. Like, start like meeting people and getting to know them instead of just judging them and googling yes. them oh, <laughs> the google word google yeah it's so crazy i yeah it drives me nuts when i see it so yeah i wore my favorite shirt i love that today it's called breaking generational poverty barriers and building generational wealth um i'm a second generation homeowner my mom owned her home actually third my grandma owned her home too um those you know how other people have other goals like first generation college student in my life it's really about how can I build this wealth um getting that life insurance knowledge how important is it also um owning your home I'm so much more stable you guys because I own my home that's if I didn't own my home, if I had to go move to apartments or 
try to figure out where I was going to live, I probably would be out here tripping like everybody else, too. But stability, stability goes way Mm -hmm. further than any other monotony that happens right now in your life. Stability is there. Because I have a stable home, I'm able to conquer so many other things in my life because my home's stable. I'm not somewhere worried about where I got to live or if I got to do this. I have a budget. I know what my mortgage is. I know what my bills are. I stick within those confinements. And then the rest is all play and free life. But I have a real, real structured home and a structured life at home. Am I a jokester? Heck yeah. Do I Mm -hmm. kick it? Heck yeah. But do I have a structure at home? You have to. And that's the part that all Americans have to get to is to understand that if you have a stable home, whether you have a job or not, you can figure out life. You can figure out what my bills are, what I need to do if you had a state, some some stability at home. Yeah. That's the best thing I could have done. It's the best thing my mom could have ever done. When she showed me that and being a homeowner, when we were renters, even when I was a renter, I rented here in Minneapolis. I know you guys all know shit's high, like sixteen, eighteen hundred dollars is what I was paying for a two bedroom for me and my kids, right? Yeah, I own now that I own my home and understand that part of it. My life is way different. I live in a whole new world because I just have mortgage bills, car note, just basic stuff. But there was a point in time where I was just like everybody else. I was paying eighteen hundred dollars for a apartment just so my kids can live somewhere safe because I didn't want to live in the ghetto. I didn't want to live in the hood. I wanted to live over here like St. Louis Park and Hopkins and in these different areas and give my children a different um, a different way of life or seeing a different living, um, not so much poverty driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still paying a ridiculous amount in rent. And before I went to prison, I realized I got to become a homeowner. Yeah. And when I told my mom, I think I, I think she was just more in the sense of how the hell is she going to get this done? <laughs> now that I'm home, I've, I've definitely researched meditating and manifesting. If you don't know about that, learn that stuff. Yeah. I understood. I was able to do it pre-prison, but when I came home from prison, I researched it and understood what it was. When you manifest and you... Uh, and you for real, for real meditate on what it is that you want. That old saying, what you put your mind to, you can do. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Like no way in the world do I think I'm not going to be a millionaire or billionaire. I am. Yeah. Before I leave this earth, I'm going to have several businesses, several healthcare things, reform. And I'm also going to be able to reach back and help people but I'm manifesting that right now I yeah. talk about it I, I do daily affirmations those things are so important and that's a part of just that basic mental health piece that people have to get in their daily life people think of mental health as just going to a therapist and telling somebody your problems no there's this daily meditation there's this daily affirmation that I do daily I get up every day with those I'm a billionaire thoughts I'm a get my candles lit get my stuff going (laughs) get my meditation going and then I start my day do I conquer it every day I'm like pinky in the brain hell no I don't conquer (laughs) it every day but do I go to try to conquer it every day pinky we're here to rule take (laughs) over the world you know that yeah so Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And I love your positive attitude. And yes. it's it's really refreshing. And, um, you know, even 
like I just saw you have a bad day this morning and you switch it around. You know, you just kind of have to. Yeah. And you have that. to. Everybody has a bad moment. Yeah. I don't want to ever say I ever have any bad days, but I have bad parts of my day. Everybody does. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Everybody wants to shit on somebody or make your day bad. Or make your day bad. Yeah. It's horrible. Americans, we are horrible to each Ugh. other. Yeah. But me, I don't let none of that stop my day. Yeah. No. You can't. None you of it. Can't take that away from me. Other people cannot take no. my positivity. You never. You didn't give it to me, and you're not, not gonna, gonna take, take it, it away. away. <laughs> no. Yep. I still smile and oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. Talk yeah. to you later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> love that yeah it's a great way to live because any other way is just your own you'd be depressed uh, yeah, you'd be in the misery. bed you'd be sobbing in your own misery you'd mm-hmm. be you know somewhere having a pity party my yeah. mom loves to say that were you have pity parties <laughs> i don't have pity parties i'm somewhere trying to stay uplifted and keep myself uplifted and also be a positive role model for my daughters i have oh, young women yeah. you know i don't have time to be somewhere making them or, or, or giving them the, the thought that you can give up. Giving up is not an option. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I may lose today and I may not win this fight today, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to get up an hour early tomorrow and start yeah. that shit early. Yeah, if, you, if you're having a bad day, go maybe, maybe go to bed. Maybe mm-hmm. take it easy and then try again tomorrow. I'm going to restart. Tomorrow. Yeah, I like that. Reset, restart, get that thing going another day. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do mm-hmm. it. You have to. And yeah, and give yourself a break too. Like if it's hard, maybe just Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the world telling you you need to chill out. Yeah. And just I relax. do give myself grace as yeah. well. As everybody can see on my Facebook, I'm always traveling. I'm always somewhere <laughs> giving myself some grace because yeah, um treat yourself. Yeah, I have been to prison, you guys. I have I am a mom. I'm a single mom. Yeah. So giving myself grace is important to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a taxi cab driver. I'm a personal chef. I'm a physician. Oh I'm all of that in my life when oh it comes gosh. to being a mom. That's yeah. what moms do. Yeah, you kids do don't, everything. Kids don't give a damn. Your job is twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yep. You're on call right now. I'm, <laughs> she sees my phone blowing up, y'all. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it kind of is. When you're. I'm not a parent, but um, I would imagine you're on call, like. Hey, I need something. Yeah, I just have to be there. You do. You don't. You don't get off days in life, and yeah. I, I think people think that you do. I have mental health days that I take where I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not going to work. Those are my mental health days. But mm-hmm. I'm still on call as a mom, and in life every day, yeah. whether I want to or not. Yeah, yeah. It and doesn't stop. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I have mad respect for parents and everyone who does that because I don't have to do it but it blows my mind that like all the things you have to give up your life and yourself for a child and that's amazing I mean mm-hmm. I've been a nanny I've been a worked at a preschool I know I know about sacrificing for kids so seeing that and then being like wow you guys are seriously like I look up to you guys so much I'm like that's amazing how do you do it you gotta do it. Yeah, you just have to. You just gotta do it. Yeah. When you have kids, you'll know. You just gotta do it. And because they're yours, you show up way different than you do when they're not yours. When they're yours, I mean, you you fight for your kids. Yeah. 
I have done some things and had some things. Like, I tell everybody I'm not a cat person, but I'm a cat grandma. Yeah. And I got to babysit my cat grandma. Aw. And I'm not a cat person. I have to let her come over and hang out at my crib. and <laughs> Because that's my daughter's kid. She doesn't have children, and that's the, the child that she chooses to have. So when you have kids, you do things that you never, ever thought you would do. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, when, when you deal with, you know, some moms have to deal with, like, you know, LGBT kids or queer kids. That you, that doesn't stop your love as a parent. No, your love as a parent is unconditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. Mm-mm. No yeah. matter what they like or who they like or things that they like, it's unconditional. Yeah. So being a mom, um, it is, I tell people this, it's my toughest and most rewarding job that I've ever had and I have lots of jobs but yeah that's my toughest and most rewarding job what besides being a mother what is your favorite job um I would have to say my community work would have to be the second if I could do that and just get paid for that I'd do that rewarding I'd do that and it's so rewarding um when I'm in this 21 Days of Peace project, because all of these are like contract jobs for me. But when I'm in 21 Days of Peace and I have a, a gentleman come up to me the other day and say, hey, that housing lady called me and I got my interview and I got my apartment. And then to tell him, when I get my check, I'm going to buy you a housewarming gift. And to him to hug me every day. Because mm-hmm. like, he's got a crib now. You know, he doesn't have to be out here. Yeah. How rewarding is that? that you know. Is so just somebody just taking a little bit of their time to help somebody else out and just pass a resource yeah it's so simple to pass a resource i think and what we've gotten into as americans is this i'm gonna hold my information to myself i'm not gonna tell anybody and this is just for me and my family and don't share it it's enough out here that if you share it we all would be all right yeah but we're in a space in a world where people just like oh i know about that resource but i'm not gonna say anything i share my resources with everyone that is so great if they yeah. run out of them we'll find another yeah, one. yeah then find more we'll find That's a different one you have to do right yeah you know don't don't stop sharing that information and networking with people because that little bit of networking can save someone's life it could right. take them off the streets it could get them housing it could get them a car it could get them a job share your resources people yeah let other people know what's out here yeah that's great and it seems like you are an amazing person and that you have a really good heart and that kind of stuff is yeah you care about a lot of people and you're like you know what i'm gonna make sure my shit's together so that i can take care of other people yeah and that's awesome yes thank you yeah well is there anything else you want to talk about while we're on here we talked about how good Brussels are, right? Yeah. We did talk about Brussels. <laughs> um, health. Health is important. Yeah. People, do your health checkups. Um, work, pay attention to the foods that your body dislikes or disagrees with. Um, broccoli is not my friend. <laughs> I can't eat broccoli. It makes my stomach turn. And as much as I love vegetables, I can't eat broccoli. Oh. So you got to listen to your bodies. Yeah. If your body is telling you that something does not work or if it's giving you gas or if it gives you a headache or if you can't digest it out of your body for days, yeah. don't eat it. Pay yeah. attention to your body and listen to your body. Health 
is wealth. Yeah. I got to say that. Your gut and your brain are so connected. Yes. So if you're feeling brain fog, what are you eating? Yes. What are you putting in your body? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, how long have you been interested in health? Um, I aspire to be a herbalist. I am starting classes here on April 1st. Cool. Um, wow, you do wear a lot of hats. I do wear a lot of hats. Yeah. I'm all about... I'm not the kind of girl that wants to go to college and like just drill college, but mm-hmm. if it's something that I want to do, I will research it and learn that thing mm-hmm. till I master it. Mm-hmm. And then I will share that knowledge with others. That's so cool. And so becoming an herbalist is important for me because I'm I I deal with people or have in I'm in contact with close people that have health problems like um CPSD and uh uh, high blood pressure is number yeah. one that I hear people say that they have or type 2 diabetes that's all because of what we're eating and mm-hmm. as I've gotten the knowledge and started researching that part of life it's all about vitamins and nutrients and water people don't drink enough water oh, drink yeah. the water um, and just knowing that all of those things help and keep us balanced the last couple of years I've learned about chakras and I won't get off into that as much chakras and crystals and healing and natural healing. And so that prompted me to want to be an herbalist because um, just I take daily herbs. I am a vegetarian, but I don't eat enough nutrients for my body type in order to be healthy. So I do supplement my my life with natural herbs. I have a counter full of all kinds of herbs that in, just Very include cool. natural stuff like, you know, as, as simple as just like raw beets yeah. because I have high blood pressure. Something about that red and that, that cabbage, red cabbage color mm. is something that high. It's funny. It's blood. It's red. It's yeah. like somehow this is all lining up somewhere. <laughs> Um, and then when I research herbs, I'm like, it all makes sense. A lot of those red herbs, like red clover, all of that mm-hmm. stuff is the stuff that I put, that I have in this tea, this high blood pressure tea that I take. It's like burnt red when I take it, but it's all about blood pressure, blood flow. So when you start researching health and understanding it and understanding um, foods that you eat has a lot to do with your mind and your mental and your all of that um, People will get more healthier soon yeah, once they that. start doing that. Awesome. Um, I want to get some of that tea that you drink. Yes. Because I could use some of that. Yes. Is it? Do you like order it specially? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I buy it from an herbalist. So cool. Yeah. Yep. I buy it from an herbalist, and she is amazing. I also uh, get detox from her and other things. Um, uh, I have now bought several books of my own um, just for herbs. Um, it's I'm, I'm very self-taught. When people say self-taught, I really am. I go research it or take that class and pay yeah. for it and, and learn that trade for myself. Not for society, but for me. Like, if I wanted to be a do my own hair I would go to cosmetology (laughs) school and do my own hair you know but so that's the part of life that uh, makes that entrepreneur skill a lot different I I want to learn so that I can do it not so that I could buy it from the herbalist I want to learn it so I can do it and then share that gift with others that's awesome and Mm -hmm. um your church allows you to have a garden too so that's kind of cool so you can have yes I have a garden yeah um, love my garden. 
I do all the natural things. So I do do herbs. I do tomatoes, cucumber, bell pepper. Um, yeah, and I eat it right out of the garden too, you guys. I just pick it up, uh, rinse it off, and crunch it. Isn't that the best? It is. Uh. It is. It is. It's a little small space, but I yield quite a bit every year. And um, it's dope. It's dope to be able to have that space. So, yeah, my if church you need is. help, I would love to come get dirty and plant stuff. You, uh, uh, you're threatening me with a good time right now. <laughs> And I'm going to hold Seriously, you to please it. Please do it. I would love to because I I don't really garden. And I don't have the space for it because I rent. Yeah. Um, but I would love to yes. get my hands dirty and yes. like, plant stuff. Let's yeah. do it. So yes. soon. Soon as the weather breaks. It is. It's coming soon. And soon. It's, it's getting warm. Yep, I love so. it. So nice out. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about That's before it. we wrap it up? That's awesome. Oh, this is so fun. Thank yes. you for coming no in. No problem. You made my day. And Thank you for inviting me. You're so inspiring. This is so great. I'm so glad I met you yesterday <laughs> and we got you in here. And yes. Awesome. And now awesome. hopefully we'll be friends gardening and yoga. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Hey guys, I just want to say thanks to Britley and the Excelsior podcast. We had a dope interview today and I'm looking forward to more time with her and her thoughts and sharing this space with you all. Have a good day.